this body has been done and felt so much that the story it's journey through has found its meeting with the soul. Do we hide it? Do we heal it? Is it true? Does it define us? The eyes we hold has witnessed what was felt, transforming the mind and moving it back and forth between what's true, what's false, what's real and what's not. The inner workings, wonderings and wanderings that we want to follow, finding that courage deep within to let go of what we've known and transmute what we've been holding. Welcome back to Voices of the Body, the podcast. My name is Love, Ashley Elaine, and I'm going to be your guide as we journey through this big, beautiful life. Our ups, our downs, our pains, our light, our dark, and transmute all of that into something so beautiful. This episode, as we conclude our, um, our, our, our October month, so really bringing awareness to abuse and um, pregnancy loss and miscarriage awareness month. This episode is very, very, very special to me um, because it's how do we break this cycle of abuse, right? We've been in it. We were unaware of it. Now that we finally got out, right, if we look back at last week's episode with uh, Crystal, now that we've gotten out of it, what do we do next? How do we rebuild ourselves, our lives, whatever it is that we need to rebuild? How do we begin this healing journey that will turn into an awareness journey so that we don't allow ourselves to end up back in what we just came out of? So prepare your mind, body, your soul, your heart, all every inch of your being as we get into this episode. So I want to just bring us into um, an embodied space, finding a posture that will allow you to feel all of the parts of your body as we do a body scan, maybe laying down. Uh, Body scans actually are better when you're laying down, right? And once you've found that comfortable posture, 
We'll take a nice big inhale, right? Really nice and big. Take in all the breath that you can. And exhale, maybe audibly sighing, really feeling the release, right? Nice big inhale. And audibly sigh again. Last one, nice big inhale. And audibly sigh again. And there is a part of our healing journey where we really invite ourselves to connect with our body, connect with our emotions, and actually feel into the spaces of our body. So with this body scan, I will call out a part of the body and you will just draw your awareness to that part of the body. Option here is to bring your gaze down your nose or close your eyes completely. And every time you allow the body to exhale, allow this space to invite in release, right? Allow this space to invite in any blockages that are stopping you from feeling into the parts of you that you need to let go, right? That need opening, that need channeling, that need saving, that need, that just need you right now. Body scans allow us to connect with us, connect deeper, feeling into ourselves, feeling into our bodies, connecting with the here and now, drawing our attention, our focus, our awareness into that particular part of our body and then what arises from that part of us. Aligns with the spiritual practice of rest, right? When we allow ourselves to rest, when we allow ourselves to be still, we allow God to open up what he needs to open up within us, bring to the surface what needs healing, what needs looking at, and what he wants us to give to him. Draw your awareness to your eyebrows, allowing them to become soft. Draw your awareness to your ears. To your nose. To your lips as you allow them to become soft. Unclenching the jaw. Releasing the tongue from the top of your mouth. Bring your awareness to the left side of your neck. Left shoulder. Left arm. Left palm of hand. 
left thumb, left pointer finger, left middle finger, left ring finger, left pinky, left side of your heart space, left set of ribs, left side of your belly, Draw your awareness to your belly button. Left hip. Left thigh. Left kneecap. Left calf muscle. Left ankle. left foot, left big toe, left second toe, left third toe, left fourth toe, left pinky toe, sole of the left foot, Acknowledge, sit with, and release anything that is coming up on this feminine side of the body. Our light side, our nurturer, our lover, where our feelings feel. Moving over to the right sole of the foot. Left foot. Left big toe, or right big toe, excuse me. Right foot, right big toe. Right second toe. Right third toe right fourth toe, right pinky toe, right ankle, right calf muscle, right kneecap, right leg, right hip, Come back to the center of the belly, the belly button. Right side of the belly. Right side of the rib cage. right side of the heart space, 
right hand, right palm of the hand, right thumb, right pointer finger, right middle finger, right ring finger, right pinky, right arm, right shoulder, right side of the neck, coming back to the jaw, the tongue, the nose, the eyebrows. Draw your focus and your attention and all of your breath towards the crown of your head. So as always, you have space to pause this recording here and allow yourself to be. And if you are ready to come out, just begin to slowly bring awareness back into the body by wiggling toes, wiggling fingers, rotating ankles, wrists, moving the head from side to side. And gently begin to deepen your breath, or maybe even bringing hands to the belly and to the heart space, filling the body as you deepen your breath, feeling the rising and the falling. Knowing that transformation, change and healing starts within and then slowly begins to find its way on the outer parts of our body and into our outer world. And gently begin to bring soles of the feet onto the ground or your bed or wherever you have postured your body. And just rock the knees from side to side in a windshield wiping motion. And then gently allow the knees to fall towards whichever side of comfort you like to allow your fetal position to be in, rolling over to that side of your body. And just take a pause here. Nice big X inhale and exhale. And then when the body is ready, slowly pressing your way up into a comfortable seated posture. And just allowing yourself to be here, filling into the shifts, the changes, the notices, acknowledging what has came to the forefront, acknowledging any shifts, 
and allow yourself space to journal or just tap inward here be with yourself and we will be right back And welcome back to Voices of the Body. Um, this episode is really geared towards um, what is next, right? What where you've you've oh my gosh, you've like held yourself together, you've endured, you've survived your way through whatever cycles, however many repeated cycles, whether with the same partner, parent, um, just whatever the cycle has been. And you have got to this place where you're tired of being in the same cycle, whether it's with the same person or with different people, but you're you're seeing the pattern. You're seeing that there's a constant um, space of toxicity and abuse before it even gets physical, right? Um, but now it's gotten physical, and now it's like now you're you've you've gotten out. First of all, let me say I am proud of you. You are a champion. You are a survivor. You are resilient. You are powerful. You have done something that is very hard for a lot of people to get out of because of fear of the unknown, right? Being in a certain pattern can be comfortable even when it's hurting us even when it's hurting us and to be in a space where something has unlocked and has moved you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically to come out of whatever pattern, relationship, whatever cycle of abuse that you've been in that is the hardest and most bravest thing that anybody can do because of the fear of things getting worse if you if you do leave because of the fear 
of the unknown, right? Not knowing what's on the other side of you leaving because this is the only thing that you know. This is the only thing that has provided comfort. It's 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 the it's like the pain of comfort. It's being comfort in the pain of what you already know um is. Abuse is in in any form, abuse in any form is not okay. And I send you love. I send you healing. I send you all of the things that have allowed you to endure this cycle, this space, this experience, this trauma mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially, all of it. Now is the space and time where you allow yourself to grieve that that person, that version of you that was in this pattern, was in this cycle and found comfort in it because it was all you knew. Now is the time to forgive yourself not blame yourself. Forgiving ourselves doesn't mean we're blaming ourselves. Forgiving ourselves is saying you were worthy of so much more and we didn't see that. And it's okay that you didn't see that. Sometimes we end up in these patterns because we're looking for someone to tell us that we are worthy Yet what we allow is what we're telling ourselves we are worthy of. And sometimes we have to be in that space for a while before we embody this this drive to know and seek out that we are worthy of more, that we are deserving of more. It's something that we weren't taught. It's something that we weren't given. It's something we weren't shown. It's something that we've been searching for, longing for, yet we have to forgive ourselves for for not giving it to ourselves. See yourself as a survivor. See yourself as somebody who has come out of the impossible. See yourself as somebody that has finally put 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 the nail in the coffin as, and has says I deserve more than what I've been allowing myself to allow this other person or this experience to give me we have to see that within ourselves so allow yourself to grieve that version of you grieve whatever whatever idea you thought was going to be manifested in this relationship with this person and that this this experience would transform the both of you into togetherness, into a a healing relationship because both of you have to be willing to see yourselves and then see that reflection of yourself in each other, the light, right? So grieving that version of you that survived and endured and that entered into that cycle, whether you know how you got into that cycle or not, is going to be the game changer 
or else you will continue to stay in the cycle, right? You have to grieve what you thought it was going to be. You have to grieve what you thought it was going to give you. You have to grieve what you thought you were going to give. You have to grieve what that that connection spiritually was. You have to grieve that connection emotionally. You have to grieve what that that physical connection was. You have to grieve all of that, even that connection to that version of you. Because you've made a decision to to leave that experience, to leave that relationship, to leave that pattern, that cycle. So you have to grieve. You also have to give yourself um, permission to fall apart. You have to give yourself permission to fall apart. Because your identity has been so rooted in abuse financial abuse, mental abuse, spiritual abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse. Again, however you got into that cycle, whether you know it or not, you have to give yourself permission to fall apart because that's where God begins to work with you. When we give ourselves permission to fall apart and give permission to uh, give, give God those pieces that have hit the ground, that's where we begin our healing journey. When we surrender those pieces, those broken pieces, those pieces that we feel like are broken, right? It's like a, it's, it's. I'm having this vision of like when you whoever has walked away from this experience there's a I have this vision of the nail on the top of like a nail on top of the on top of your head and someone just taking a hammer and just a light tap and allowing all of the shell of the pieces of that experience, that abuse, that relationship, that cycle, that parenting style that may have affected you in your childhood. And all those pieces of whatever trauma that led us into this abusive experience falling apart and coming off. God wants that version of you. He wants all those pieces so that he can show you what to do with it so that you can transmute it into something beautiful within yourself, right? It doesn't have to be you transmuted into a business or anything else, but transforming it into the great parts of you, the divine version of you, the love that you deserve, you giving it back to yourself and allowing God to give you that. So we have to give ourselves permission to fall apart. That's a part of the process. Falling apart is a part of the process. You can't walk into something new with the old clothing. Wait, you can't walk into something new with whatever is on you 
right? You might not smell like what you've been through or look like what you've been through, but internally you carry it with you. So we, like, we have to give ourselves permission to fall apart so that we could be renewed and be restored. We have to give ourselves permission to acknowledge what has happened, right? There's going to be spaces along your, 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 that initial, like, digging of the wound healing journey where you start flashing backwards and looking at things that have happened, right? And this is where you give yourself grace. This is where you give yourself that forgiveness. This is where you don't blame yourself for why you got hit or why you gave this person your your control over your money or why you allowed them to tell you X, Y, and Z is true or why you, like you just, you, you, you allow yourself to see these things without judgment of you or that other person. Allow yourself to see these things as you heal without judgment of you and the other person. When you see these things, right, because we learn hindsight is what teaches us when we step out of something and can look at it, right? We're not looking back to look back. We're looking back to observe. We're looking back to learn. We're looking back to see ourselves, how we don't want to see ourselves moving forward, right? Don't let people tell you there's nothing for you in your past. There's a lot you can learn from your past. Just don't stay there. It's one thing if you stay there. It's another thing if you reflect. Your past is there for you to be the observer, not to be the the engager. Be the observer, not the engager. Be the observer of that past experience, not the engager. The goal is to be the observer of that past experience and not the engager. We don't look back to engage with that version of us and with that person, with that experience, we look back to observe. We look back to reflect. We look back to remember so that when we move forward, we can say, I don't want this again. How do I make sure that I don't move into this space again? So we have to acknowledge those things. We have to acknowledge what what was there, we have to acknowledge the how. How did we get here, right? You might ask yourself, how did I get there? If you ask that question, be ready for the answer because the answer is going to take you back into your childhood and show you things that you had no control over and then show you things about you that you may have lost, a loss of power, Right. I've been molested when I was younger. And somewhere in that space, I lost the sense of boundary. I lost the sense of autonomy over my body. I lost the sense of power to say no. To say, leave me alone. To say, don't touch me. To keep firm what I need to to protect myself. 
and wanted protection from other people, but no one else would protect me. No one else is going to protect me the way that I needed to protect myself. So there's things that need to be if you if you when you walk out of this experience and you ask yourself how did I get here cuz I remember my final straw my final nail in the coffin I cried so hard and asked myself how does this keep happening to me how did I let this happen You ask that question be ready for the answer because you're going to have to dive deep If you don't want the same fruit that you've been getting over and over again, right? You keep asking for an orange, but you keep getting a banana. You have to go back to the seed. You have to go back to the root. You have to go back to whether you planted that seed or whether somebody else planted that seed. Our abusers are not going to do the work unless they want to do the work, unless they've acknowledged that they have a problem and they want to do the work. That's not our business. I'm here to support survivors of sexual abuse, survivors of physical abuse, survivors of mental abuse, survivors of financial abuse, survivors of spiritual abuse. Survivors of any type of abuse. I can't be concerned with the abusers. I want them to get what they need. I I extend forgiveness to all of my abusers. I wish them love, light, a little bit of hell. I'm being honest and frank. And I wish, I, I, I pray that my abusers get the help that they need. But when there's narcissism at play, when there's control at play, they don't see that they do anything wrong. Everything is everybody else's fault. That's still not our business. We do the work to be better for ourselves to heal ourselves, to heal the patterns that have either been passed down to us or the ones that we've created for ourselves, to heal what what we don't want our children to go through, to heal what we don't want our siblings to go through, to heal what we don't want our communities to go through, to give voice back to the body, to give voice back to our body, to give voice back to our power, to say no, to give voice back to our discernment and be able to say, I don't feel that this person is right for me. There's a connection here that is not healthy and I need to to step away from it. Because then what happens if we don't listen to our discernment, we start playing this game in our head where we start moving in this space where like, well, we just get the same thing packaged differently and the package always looks good. So we have to grieve that version of us. We have to give ourselves permission to fall completely apart. Allow yourself to fall completely apart. 
We have to forgive ourselves and extend forgiveness towards our abusers. Be honest about how you feel. It's okay. God already knows how we feel. We have to surrender those 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 pieces of us that have broken off to God. We have to be ready to answer the question and engage in the answer of the question, how did I get here? We have to ask ourselves, what does safety feel like for me in my body? Ask yourself that question every single day. What does safety feel like for me? And what does it feel like in my body? Ask yourself that question every day. And then ask yourself, what does joy feel like for me? And what does joy feel like in my body? So we're tapping into asking ourselves these questions. Because if we don't ask the questions, we'll never get the we'll never get the answer and we'll never get the answer in the form that we need it in. You don't tell God how you want to heal. You allow God to show you how he needs you to heal. Everybody's process is going to be different. Yet there's 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 foundational things that we all need to be able to to allow what we need to come in to bring us into wholeness. And wholeness is when we have accepted our light and our dark. So there's dark spaces of me that allowed certain things to happen. The savior complex, thinking that I needed to be saved. I wanted these people to save me. I wanted these people, they probably wanted to save me. I want it to be cared for. I want it to be loved. So I was going to look for it. The first person that told me they loved me, I was down. But also me being the savior, me thinking I could save, I can heal, I can change these people. When being, being a, when, when really it's the space that I cultivate for people because I'm, I'm, I'm audacious with my growth and growth in my healing. There's no there's no bounds to my growth and my healing, yet I've I've learned boundaries and who's a part of that journey if it's not God sent. You also want to Really allow, really pay attention to friends and family that feel safe for you. Because this isn't a time where you need any judgment. You're probably already judging yourself enough. You're already beating yourself up enough. You're already asking these deep, intrusive questions 
that are penetrating your soul and penetrating your emotions and asking like, how did I get here? How did I allow this to happen? How did I allow someone to continually hit me and then blame myself for it? And asking myself, why did I do that? What could I have done different so that I didn't get hit? That's not on you, baby. That's not on you. Yet allow yourself to go through that process without judgment. So finding community supports. It was easy for me to find a support group where I didn't know anybody and we were all dealing with the same thing. So there was less judgment than me going to family or friends and talking about it and feeling judged. That's just me. That's just how I operate. I'd rather be in a space with strangers that we've all encountered the same exact thing and there's no room for judgment than to be amongst people who are going to have so much to say and leave space for any ounce of judgment or any ounce of I told you so or any ounce of this is your fault, right? Because that's not what we need in that moment. Support groups, I didn't think support groups were for me until I found one, two actually. I did a support group for my miscarriage And I did a support group coming out of an abusive relationship. I knew this person's abusive history and thought that I could hold space for them to heal and that I was exempt from their abuse. And some days I blame myself for loving and caring so much to see this person win. Then there's other experiences where I had no idea that I was being abused because it wasn't physical until one time it was physical and I thought this was just how relationships were. I just thought people in relationships fight physically until it circled back around and I realized I didn't want to be in a relationship with anybody that thought it was okay to hit me. I didn't want to be in a relationship with anybody that thought it was okay to to fight me. I didn't want to be in a relationship with anybody that thought it was okay to put their hands on me that was not in a loving way in a nurturing way, in a consoling way. I had to ask myself coming out of it, what do I want for myself? It's not even what I want for relationships anymore. Well, at this point, what I want for relationship anymore because I needed to be with me. The biggest relationship I needed to to build was the relationship with myself. Because the more love that I would give myself, the more yeses I would give myself to leap and dive deep into my faith and dive deep into my emotions and my body and my yeses and what what needed a clear no, then I'm, I'm beginning to look at what I need in relationships. That's including friendships. Because friendships can become possessive. That's abuse. 
So allowing ourselves the space to fall apart coming out of this experience, yet allowing ourselves to invite in the support that we need to be able to fall apart without judgment. Because it's easy for somebody who's never been in the shoes that you're in to say what they would have done, to say how you should have reacted, to say what you should have done. That's not what you need. So the minute somebody that you trust to be supportive starts using language like that, if you don't have it yet, to start using your language and your your autonomy to say, hey, listen, that's not what I need to hear right now. You haven't been in my shoes, so you can't tell me what you would have done and not done. We're not, we're, we don't have the same interpersonal struggles. You don't know what you could have done and not done. That's why I, for me, support groups were were easier for me to find healing because I was able to fall apart without judgment. I was able to to be vulnerable without judgment. I was able to say this person hurt me, but I still love them so much without judgment. Nobody deserves to not be championed when they finally make the decision, mind, body, and spirit, to come out of an abusive space, in an abusive vortex, whether it be cycle or relationship, and be judged. You deserve to be championed. You deserve to be so supported and so held and be reminded of how proud of yourself you should be that you that you that you finally came to whatever sixth sense to come out of that space and it's not to say that people that are still in that space are any less are 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 weak or or there's there's no judgment either way because it's a hard space to be in and if you haven't been in it you can't tell me anything this has been a pattern and a cycle and i have found the root and the seed and i have dug it up and chucked it out the window far away from my garden So if you are listening to this and you have been sexually abused, you have been physically abused, you have been in any abusive space in your life, I love you. I am proud of you. You are a survivor. You are a victor. You are you, who you need for yourself. 
allow those tears to flow. Allow the, 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 the gratefulness and the praise to God and the healing, everything. Allow all of it. Allow all of those, those emotions to erect. Stop stuffing this. Stop making it small. Because that, that vortex of abuse has, trans, has transformed you. Now, how it's transformed you is up to you. How you want it to, to, to live in your space is up to you. You either do something good with it or you just allow it to change you, your character and shift you into somebody that you were never designed to be. This is not like I'm not here to play any games with anybody and I don't care who cares about it or not. But this is for the grown, the people who want to do the work, the people who are ready to be seen for what they've been through and are ready to transmute it into something beautiful. The people that are ready to get their power back, the people that are ready to to share their story and not feel feel fearful of sharing their story and not feel the judgment of sharing their story, but gain the power and the wisdom that they need to be able to share their story and set themselves free. Because when we don't share our story, we're giving it, we're we're handing ourselves into the arms of the enemy and saying, You have control over my voice. No one will have control over my voice ever again. No one should ever again have control over your voice. You fought long and hard to get out of whatever abusive cycle you've been in. Now it's time for your jubilee. Now it's time for your joy. Now it's time for your freedom, your real freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. He did not, God did not give us a spirit of fear or timidity. He gave us power. He gave us a spirit of power. And somewhere along the line, the enemy tried to take that from you because he was afraid of who you would be if he found, if you found out that you had this power within you. I'm preaching to myself, y'all. This is not, this is not no, 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 we're not playing no patty cake. It's time to arise. It is time to arise. It is time for you to get your voice back and your power back. Allow the process for that to happen. Allow yourself to fall apart. Allow yourself to grieve. Allow yourself to be able to, to go through those, those, those emotions, not the motions, but the emotions, the feelings, the grief, the pain, the dark, like allow yourself to go through all of that. Cause baby girl, when God brings you out, baby boy, whoever, when God brings you out on the other side, you can look back and really tell your story. It's each one teach one. Your, your, your story isn't just for you, but allow it to be for you in the moment so it can grow you and transform you and move you into the work that you've been called to do.
We reflect to learn. We don't reflect to engage. I love all of you, all of you, all of you, all of you. I hold such a special space in my heart for people who have dealt with abuse. It is so near and dear to me, so near and dear to me, so near and dear to me. I hold a special space in my heart in the healing work that I know I'm called to do, the the spaces I'm meant to cultivate for all of you who have been through abuse, sexual trauma, because it's deeper than it's deeper than what what some of you are trying to make it like that whole thing is not that deep it's deep it's deep because you don't even realize that the enemy has stole your voice that the enemy has stole your confidence that the enemy has stole your power that the enemy has stole whatever your your creative senses were, that the enemy has made you hypersexual because you're trying to undo what was done to you. Come on, I'm not playing. Like I can't play around anymore. God has put this mantle in me. I can't play with it anymore. He said to me, are you, are you done playing? Like I can't play with it anymore. It's time. It's time for you to arise and become who you have been sent to be. I love all of you for free. I hope I'm not hurting nobody, but it's time for us to stand in the truth, to get our voices back, to get our power back, to get our bodies back. It is time. It is time. The enemy has had a field day with you long enough. You've already come out of the of the abuse. Why stop there? Don't let it make you jaded. Don't let it make you jaded. Don't let it put a character flaw in you that is not who you really are. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but God has come so that you may have life and have it abundantly. Pay attention to what has been stolen from you because you have your life. But your will to love has probably been stolen from you. Your will to trust has probably been stolen from you. Your will to write again has probably been stolen from you. Your will to be creative has probably been stolen from you. Your will to to dive deep into your sense of self and connect with your body and your emotions in a healthier way has been stolen from you. I love all of you for free. I'm praying for every last one of you. I'm praying for every last one of you. Let's break the cycle of abuse. Until next time.